Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, all right, all right. My taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades, we've done it. We're back. This is House of Carbs, a food podcast on the Ringer Food Channel. I am your hungry homie, Joe House. My taste buds, it is a wonderful time to be alive. We are convened for the delectable divisional round. We are down to a fiery final four emanating from the National Football Conference. Of course, I'm joined by my chief belly operating officer, our potluck producer on the ones and twos, Craig Horlbeck. Make sure that our plates are are full. What's up, C-Money? What's going on? I'm I'm ready for this episode. I'm not sure that my my stomach, my organs are ready for this episode, but we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Well, co-hosting this gridiron Gobblefest, she is back. The high priestess of perfect palates, the incomparable Mallory Rubin. Mallory, how you feeling? Oh, boy. I, you know, like Ned Leeds once said to Peter Parker, I just want to thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. That's uh, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Lucky, well, privileged to be a part of this. And like Craig, very concerned about, uh, <laughs> as excited as I am, very concerned about impending gastrointestinal distress. See, I'm I'm glad you're thanking me now. Let's see if you thank me later. We will see how this all shakes out. So, friends, we're gathered here today to eat four outstanding offerings from four outstanding football food cities. We are left with last week it was seven football cities. Now we we have four fabulous food cities. We have cheesesteaks from Philadelphia. We have brats and curds from Green Bay. We have tacos from Los Angeles and a wonderful sourdough clam chowder and beer combination coming at you straight from San Francisco. The seeds worked out, so the cheesesteak's up against the sourdough. The tacos are up against the brats. My hungry homies, before we get going, I want to talk to Craig and Mallory about some of the feedback that you, my taste buds, have provided on Ooh. how this shook out. So I, I, I have... An announcement to make. Well, perhaps one of the strongest sentiments that I, I received that I detected on the social medias had to do with the election and selection of the San Francisco food offering over Dallas. I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, I tried to tell you both that it was the wrong decision, but would you, you listen to reason? No. You, you know what the real would you challenge? listen to reason or smoked meats? You would not. Mal, the problem is San Francisco is so uh, uh, wired, 
hardwired into my DNA as an outstanding food city, a food city where I have sampled so many unbelievable things like top of class in so many different areas. And my experience in Dallas has been great, but not anything that I would say was in and of itself a singular revelation. I will tell you, I regret not having brisket tacos in front of us right this second. <laughs> I'm here to I'm here to tell you that. I regret it. This was preventable. What, the giant bowl of hot clam chowder is not calling out to you? Look, it's marvelous. I've taken pictures. We will post it on all of our, our social medias. It, it is beautiful. And by the way, the great. sourdough, the way that it comes out. You know, again, we were commenting on the AFC show. We were really uh, um, testifying and, and, and offering testimonials to, those, to the food scientists behind all of this because the ability of the, the purveyors, the proprietors to build their, the, the version of this and then ship it all over the world and have you get something that's a reasonable facsimile. I mean, I mean, kudos, kudos. And I, the, the, the bread bowl, the sourdough, they said, put it in the oven at 375 for five. It came out, it was steaming. You could see the steam. I took a quick video and then I had the chowder at, at, at temperature, the chowder filling that bowl. I mean, there is something sensual about that that whole combination. Oh. Hey, well, you know, Maui, how we do this, right? Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Um, but that's just one of these many fantastic items. So uh, we're giving you the told you so moment of the day, Miss Rubin. You you did try and, and direct I us tried. towards the smoked meats. I We will have brisket tacos along the way here. Maybe, Craig, maybe next week what we do or over the, the these remaining weeks, we go ahead and and take uh, out of the loser's bracket. We could put a lobster roll up against some brisket tacos. We could do that. Consolation we, we, round? Yeah, consolation round. We could do that. I mean, there really isn't any reason other than our appetites. The only ceiling to yeah. this whole mess is our appetites, right? We're the real winners there. That sounds That's like exactly a delicious right. way to spend an afternoon. I, I also got some feedback that we chose the wrong thing from San Francisco. Okay. There was a strong sentiment um, emerging. For the what? The Mission Burrito? Yeah, the Mission Burrito. You saw the same thing I was seeing, Craig. Now, the thing is, from, I don't from my own that. experience, and maybe it, this is uh, about my own walk of life, um, friends of mine from San Francisco extolled the virtues of the Mission Burrito, and I totally get it. I, I have had the the... The pleasure. It's been 20 some years since I had a mission burrito. Um, but I don't think it's the thing that jumps to the to the 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 eating public's mind when they think of San Francisco. It's also not the best burrito in the state. Oh, shots. The shots. California burrito from San Diego is infinitely better than the mission burrito of San Francisco. I mean, San Diego does have lay claim to, to a pretty tasty burrito. Mal, what are you where are you weigh in on this? Here's Here's why I think we should be thinking about this overall. Now, is the desire to create the definitive document? It is. But what's the occasion for being here in the first place? Let's not lose sight of it. NFL playoffs. What's the most important thing you can do in the playoffs if you're going to move forward? You learn from your mistakes and you adjust, right? Oh. We're not at halftime yet. Great you're call. The coach, gather us around. Look at the play sheet. Figure out what you want to do next. We're just here for the ride. And we're going to stick with the four that we have today because they're in front of us prepared. <laughs> and they look delicious. Yeah. But if we want to taste more food in the future and comment on it, why the hell not? Who's you know? to stop us? Pull out the fake punt whenever you want. That's it. That's exactly right. Will the Did other you side introduce be the coach's challenge to like <laughs> formally make a change here? It's probably too late for that, but you could consider it. Well, I should have used it for for last night's outcome because I have a strong opinion that we didn't come up with the, the two best content contestants. But oh we'll 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 get to that in the fullness of time, and we'll sort that out with all of the famished friends soon enough. All right. So the only the only other feedback I got, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, some folks from Philly, and this is because of of that strong, you know, f the the Philly identifier. They wanted to be sure to tell us that with cheesesteaks are for tourists uh, and that the sandwich of choice for real Philadelphians is the roast pork. Okay. I mean, I get it. The roast pork from Dinnick's is spectacular. I've had it at Reading Terminal. 
just the way you're supposed to. Our our own brother, California, uh, Philadelphia native son, Chris Ryan, you know, we toured around Philadelphia. I think we ate Philadelphia correctly. We did indeed eat the roast pork with the broccoli rob and the, and the, and the cheese, you know, it's a sensational sandwich at Dinnick's, but nobody outside of the greater Philadelphia area says, oh yeah, I, I identify the roast pork sandwich as, as the Philadelphia offering. So I think you were uh, clear on the ground rules that you set for the I, exercise that a big part of the selection was what the the association is widely. Now, if people want to quibble with the ground rules that you set, that's that's certainly their prerogative. But I think with the framework that you outlined, we made the right decision. Yeah, does everyone it. know that the item comes from that city? Roasted pork sandwich, I don't know if everybody across America knows that comes from Philadelphia. You know what I always say when you're talking about like a fantasy story over on Ringerverse? Talking about Star Wars, Marvel, any of it? The rules of the universe can be any number of things. The essential thing is establishing the rules of the universe for the audience and then operating within them. I think you did that. We tried. We tried our best. This is what we're, we're here for. We're here for the hungry homies. We want everybody to participate. We want all bellies full. I think it's time. I have in front of me, in my hand, a very cold version. I don't Not, not too cold, right? Because we're not trying to stifle the taste. But the Anchor Steam beer, because... Oh, you got cans. I got bottles. Interesting. Oh, marvelous. I love a can. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I take whatever is available, and this is what we had here in the DMV. Um, should we... Now, let, let's... I feel like we should toast. We can toast okay. to this de- delectable <laughs> divisional matchup. Is there any instructions, Craig, um, in, in the history of the consumption of the Anchor Steam beer? Um is there a preference between drinking it straight from the vessel or drinking it out of a glass? Do you know the answer to that? I don't. I do know it's a highly effervescent beer. So okay. I would let it, I would let it, I would probably uh, opt to pour it into a glass. Yeah. The, let uh, it breathe. The, yeah. The misconception with beer is that when you pour it, you don't want to have any head on your beer. That's actually incorrect because then it's, it, it bubbles in your stomach and all that carbon dioxide like gives you an upset stomach. You're supposed to l- give it a little head when you pour a beer. Uh, to let those bubbles get off and release the carbon dioxide, and then you drink it. Well, I feel like, you know, at the top of my can, there's, there's some head. But I che- cheers to the two of you, my culinary comrades, as cheers. we embark on this endeavor. Cheers to this journey. Oh, that's great. Can I ask you both a question in the interest Please. of transparency and candor with each other and our listeners? Is this the first sip of your anchor steam that you've taken? Or did yeah. you, did you tuck in early? Literally the first. I, this was... <laughs> This was for the content. I, I, two hours early, I walked in to my fridge and was like, God damn, why don't I just crack? But I was like, nope. I want the sound of the beer opening on the pod for the Hungry Homies, for the Culinary Comrades, because we deliver the authentic goods here on House of Carbs. That's really moving. Honestly, it's noble. It speaks to the point you were making earlier about really the magic of this tapping into the spirit of community no matter where we are, right? Something that right now in particular we're all grateful for and I value it. I did have a beer last night and it was delicious. I couldn't help it. Oh, I had to tell you both. I'm sorry. I just have no, I just couldn't. I have no Zero self-control. self-control. And I told you and I'll not just put this out there now too. I had a cheesesteak last oh night my for dinner. God. I couldn't help it. It looked so good. They were delicious. Craig told me that he thinks I have committed a house of carbs felony <laughs> by sampling the food ahead of schedule. And no. I want to uh, apologize, but I also want to say that I'm not really sorry because I think this speaks to really, again, the spirit of the exercise, which is how moved we are to sample and enjoy these delicious items. Well, that should show you right there what your two favorite items are. It's the one you cheated with. It's the Philly cheesesteak <laughs> and, I and took a beer. I paired a four-seed item and a one-seed there. You did do that. That's and it was great. I mean, it's just premature gustation, that's all. And that that's fine. We can <laughs> we can roll with that here. All, all, we're all our own selves when we Thank come on to the House of Carbs. We, and, and appreciate it. We're, the, we're trying to be a, the best version of our eating selves. Um, speaking of eating, we, yes. we cracked open the beers. Let's eat. So, uh, yeah, my clam chowder's cold. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine is not because it's I kept that, the lid that, on to keep the steam yes, in. I tried yeah. to do that as well. Professional food, professional. 
So and by why I, I don't... mean Adam. Thank you, Adam, for heating up all of this so for me. You're when insane. Jacoby was on, we came up with the strategy of two people eat, one speaks. Yeah, so okay. Craig, why don't you let me and Mallory have a couple bites and you give a little more of the backstory on Boudin and, you know, yeah. how Anchor all this... Anchor steam. Should yeah, we be taking right. just a, a like spoonful of the soup or doing the, the scraping of the inside yeah, of the bread? Yeah, the method is, is ours. It's you. Okay. It's we don't you. discriminate. Yeah. yeah. I'm going right. for it. Go ahead. All right. They're chowing down on Boudin. Famous bakery in San Francisco. It's the oldest operating business in San Francisco. 1849 is when it came around. Uh, a clam chowder, a classic dish. And they're drinking the Ankerstein beer, which is the first craft brewery uh, in America, founded mm. in 1896. Mal's just, I think, loving it. I can't really tell. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Mal. She seems to be happy. <laughs> in the now, same she- way... I, that I, the experience I had yesterday with the first bites of chili, and this is the thing when you when you're hungry, we are doing this show at dinner time, at least oh on the God. East Coast, and I'm four twenty five Pacific, ma'am. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's a kind of a dinner time middle for some of a work of us. afternoon. Um, <laughs> the first couple bites, especially mid January, like we were, but we had uh, um, threats of snow this morning. Eating clam chowder out of a sourdough bread bowl, it's very hot at the bottom, and I'm digging down deep and getting morsels of sourdough into the bites that go with the potato and the clam. And I'm also, I believe that they gave us permission to do this. I sprinkled some black cracked black, black pepper, yeah, because yeah. I mean chowder begs for it. And I think they instructed us. They were like very, very good three or four bites right there. Very good bites. Really Delicious. good bites of, of food. Nourishing, nurturing, the smell, the, the, the mixture of the creamy uh, um, uh, base of this clam chowder, plus the little bits of, of, of clam, that little bit of chew. The pepper gets into your nose a tiny bit, and then you take a little bit of this anchor beer. And mm. this is a pretty good meal together. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely See? delicious. See? We should retract everything you said about the four seed. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, well, it really works together. Soothing, comforting. And when it's winter and it's football season, and you're thinking about gathering together around your team, around a shared passion, you want that comfort. The warmth. This is this is a hug in a bowl. That's what it is. A hug in a bowl that I can also eat. I can eat the bowl and the thing inside of it. Bread bowls are one of my favorite things in the world. The soup is delightful, warm, creamy, uh, uh, just a, a a a wonderful pairing of textures across this dish. You have the hardiness of the potatoes, the chew of the clam, as you said, that pop and crackle of the pepper. And the 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 moment when you can scrape along the inside of the bread bowl yeah. and get that soft, chewy sourdough inside, and then when you want another part of the bowl as you make your way through, you tear into that crust a little bit, and then the crispness of the beer to wash it down. This is a gentleman. This is a great start. It is a great start. See, money. Give us a quick breakdown. This is a dip, as far as I'm concerned, in the best way possible. I love oh. ripping the pieces of bread off, oh. giving it a big dip like a chip and guacamole. That is how I've been eating this. It's my favorite way to do it. I don't want just the clam chowder or just the bread. I want it together every single time. Now you you do emanate from the Bay Area. Yeah. Your your style of attack is that common to to folks from the Bay Area, or is that something that you feel like you're a one of one uh, with? I don't know. M- maybe I'm uh, doing a disservice to the, cl- the classic way of eating it. But this is what millennials and Gen Zers do. Right? <laughs> we don't follow any rules. They, you take the classics and you and you and we uh, ruin I, it. Uh, well, I wouldn't say you ruin it though. Um, I'm interested. Did both were both of you able to get your sourdough loaf into the oven? How did you heat the sourdough loaf? Sliced off the top. Uh huh. Baked in the oven, three seventy five. Okay, 10 you did minutes, get it in the oven. Get it nice and toasty, and then pour the yeah. hot clam chowder right in, Mal, and then you retop in? it with the bread. Yes, a thousand percent. Were you able to get it into the oven? Let me ask my research assistant, uh, my husband Adam. <laughs> Adam, how did you prepare the bread bowl? Did you put the bread bowl in the oven? He put the bread bowl in the oven. He said yeah. yes, and then he added, of course, offended by the prompt. <laughs> well, the, no, the reason I ask is And he because... wants you to know that he added the pepper. He wasn't here when I told you already that there was pepper in it, but he wants you to know he added the pepper. He's he didn't even the see the, the directions. That was his own culinary intuition. <laughs> He's literally a taste bud, the Adam. He knows. He, he knows. It's true. The, re- the reason I ask about um, whether we all sort of, you know, stuck to 
the script in terms of how they recommended it. I was personally surprised by how quickly it crisped. There's yeah. a crisp to the outside. And when Craig was talking about ripping off the shards and, and going in in a dip, so it can really stand up to that approach because the outside of it is crispy and formidable. The inside is still soft. It's softened by the soup. And then you, I mean, this is a really, so the, the Bay Area millennial, um, I'm, I'm willing to, to learn. I'm an old dog, but I am willing to learn some new tricks. <laughs> it's I, a dip I now. To tell you. It, could, it could be. I'm not against it. Uh, and when we come back around, maybe I'll, 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 I'll dip some uh, when we're done. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. We did the rankings, you know, sight unseen when we were all convened right. last week. We didn't have, you know, this thing might have gotten a better seed if we'd had this in front of us at the time that we were making the seeds. But this is the way the the, the football bounces sometimes. It's oblong. It's not round. It's not going to bounce up perfectly <laughs> into your hands. I do feel like, speaking of oblong, um, this cheesesteak that I'm looking at right now, I, I, I do feel like it's going to bounce straight up into my mouth. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the version of the cheesesteak, we went straight up OG. We went to the heart of the matter. We went to the originator. We ordered up some some cheesesteaks from Pat's. Now, Craig, while Mallory and I yeah, dig uh, in. go into this, tell us what, what we, we have in front of us here. Yeah, Pat's King of Steaks. This is the OG as far as uh, all my research says. This is started by Pat Olivieri in 1930. He's a hot dog vendor. And as the story goes, decided to grill some beef from the butcher and put it in an Italian roll. And then a cabbie whiffed it, ate it, and the rest is history. So we went with the Wiz. I know it's controversial. Some people, even us, maybe we prefer the white so American. <laughs> we went with the Wiz over the white American or the provolone. Perhaps next week, if the Philly cheesesteak makes it on to the, the championship round, we will switch cheeses, you know? But today we stuck with the Wiz. How's it going, guys? Unbelievable. So, Craig, the version that I have, I went with fried onions. Yeah. I have fried onions in mine. We did as well. Same. Okay, good. Have to. So I, yeah, that's. I, I feel like you can ask to not have onions, but I think in the sampling of it. Guys? For, for the purposes of What else of, do you want to ask not to have, you know, at that point in your life? Like, uh, I'll, well, I'll not have any ice cream. No, keep yeah. the whiskey. Eh? Right. Who needs sex? I Come think, on. I think we can end the pod. Yeah, this, this is, is going to sail right through. There's I, no question. I, I've never had the Wiz. I've only what? had white American. Oh, you're a problem. West Coast guy. Why would you? The Wiz. And is I got to say, it's not that bad. What are not you talking about? It's not, about? Bad. It's not it's that phenomenal. bad. People, people have been hating on the Wiz. Everybody, I, I don't know if it's a West Coast thing, but the Wiz seems to be a thing of the past. It's an ancient relic, as far as I'm concerned, and it is fantastic. Even growing up in the Mid-Atlantic, I grew up in Maryland, so I'd pop up to Philly often. I always gravitated toward either the American cheese or the provolone, including the last time I had a cheesesteak in Philly, which was, as I think I mentioned last time, like my last pre-COVID trip, I believe. So I don't always think, oh, the Wiz is what I want. But I'm really glad that that's what we have here because it's an opportunity to reconsider. Here's the thing, though. After reconsidering where I net out is there's no bad choice. Any of those would be delicious because this really, is a perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect bite of food. The Wiz coats every every single every single centimeter of surface area, though, and that's one of the things that's most appealing about it. It's wonderful. Yeah, in the same way that like a slice of American cheese on a burger kind of seeps into all the nooks and crannies, that's exactly what the Wiz is doing. We we consulted Chris Ryan. We asked, what cheese should we do? He said, Wiz so is, yeah. is traditional. What did I say to you before that? I think Chris Ryan is going to be a Wiz guy. That was right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's right. 
I'm going I, back I'm, to the anchor steam. Is that allowed? I, I'm, I'm doing it too. Uh, it, Cross contamination here. Of, of yeah. course. No, one seed, four seed. We're, we're, we're simultaneously testing. Um, I'm interested in, because we had to um, pull these together ourselves. Now, I have been lucky enough, just like Mal, to have gone into Pat's and Jim's and Gino's and you know some of the other places. Jim's was uh, the last one I had. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and And... There is a certain way that they serve it to you when you're physically there as it comes off the griddle and it goes into the roll of the whiz and everything. I'm interested in, as you prepared it for yourselves, what kind of ratio steak to roll? I want to, I'm, I'm, because I feel like this is a, an, an important component. And I know what my instinct was based on what I believe to be my Philadelphia cheesesteak experiences. But Mallory, now that you've had two of these. <laughs> 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 so you say. Yeah, so you say. <laughs> Two that yes. you know of. Yeah. 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 You, you and or Adam. Or both. How, how, let me give me some insight into the steak to, to roll ratio. So the rolls were filled with the steak and the onions. And we added the cheese. We warmed, mm. warmed and then added the cheese. And I felt that. The ratio that is, I sent you, I sent you a picture of my meal last night, right? When I was coming clean to you both about how I had transgressed, how I had Beautiful. strayed ahead of our, <laughs> of our date today. I think the key for me is I actually, this might, I'm, you might judge me for this, but I'm going to, I'm going to share this with you. I actually like to kind of go open face with the cheesesteak, separate it in halves, and then really get even more steak, onion, and cheese per each piece of bread. I think if sometimes you take a bite, and this might be the difference between preparing it at home versus having it like fresh, hot, and soft right off the griddle at the shop, like you're saying, house. The one thing that I think you can't quite approximate at home is that the 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 the, the housing, the casing of the roll, it just gets a little crunchier than you want, kind of no matter what you do. Not yeah. prohibitively so, but just a touch more. And so I felt that opening it in half, butterflying it, and then cutting up my bites is just the perfect way to make sure there's like a heaping mound of steak, but I want a ton of onions and a ton of cheese on mine. That's actually the ratio that I'm most concerned about. The wow, ideal okay. amount of onions and cheese per bite because I don't want it to be dry. I want it to pop with that moisture and that, that just delicious burst of flavor. I'm right there with you. So, Craig, what, what, what was your approach? Let's hear your technique. I threw this thing in the oven just like Mal did. I open-faced it. I okay. wanted to get yeah. everything yeah. incorporated okay. at the same time, so I completely follow her her style with that. Um, Mal, yeah. with Jacoby on the, on the AFC side, what we did was after each matchup, we actually predicted a score of how this game played out, a, a real football Ooh. score. Okay. Um, so with that said... The, the 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 bread ball versus the Philly cheesesteak. House is eating right now. What was the final score so for you? This is a tough one. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it was close at halftime. It's like fourteen ten at half. <laughs> but then we had a sec. We had a shootout in the second half because both of these put up points. Yeah. Right. This is like you know Chiefs Rams. Right. <laughs> Twenty eighteen Chiefs Rams. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, could be. I, I think this cheesesteak, this this cheesesteak put up a 40-point total. I mean, it yeah. really did. And I think San Fran came through in the 30s but couldn't crack the 40-point They covered threshold. the spread, but yeah. yeah, Absolutely. I, they covered the spread with a delicious chowder. Well, well, what did <laughs> we say the spread, spread was? We didn't even say what the spread was. It was a, I, it, going in, it was a big spread. I would like say it was 10, a, 10 and a half? A two-score spread. I was willing to go even higher. Yeah. Oh, like 14, 14 yeah, and a half? Yeah, 13, 14. It covered. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. They, lost by a touchdown or 10 points? I, I totally agree that it covered. Now, part of the thing that I want to... Um, the reason I asked about that ratio of steak to roll and as I extol the virtues of this cheesesteak, I think part of the thing that we have to convey to people... And you really, really get this um, when you're physically in, in, in Philadelphia enjoying it, is... It's an overwhelming amount of steak in, in my experience. And so I made sure that it was a giant portion of steak inside of this. And, and at the same time, to Mallory's point, the onions and the cheese cannot be dwarfed. They cannot be minimized. There is an alchemy to all of this. And it eats in a, in a way, there are the, each of the bites to this are not chewy bites, right? It's not a sandwich with bites of, of, 
chewy bread bites because of how the steak plays with the onion and the cheese all together. These are very, it's almost like eating a kind of stew in a handheld sandwich. I mean, I don't know how to, how else to liken it, you know, the, the experience of it, but there is a, there is an element to this where those three things come together in such perfect harmony that they, you can kind of in, inhale it. You know, the way Kobe was making fun of the way that I was eating pasta last night because I hold the bowl in front of my face. I have a fork and it just works, right? It's just rotating like this. Uh, like you know, smelling the bouquet of the pasta like it's a, a goblet of wine? All of my senses are it. involved in the <laughs> consumption. And, you know, yeah. the chili over spaghetti, it eats like a pasta. So that's, you know, that's what we're talking about. But I think, you know, in, in terms of this, the steak sandwich and what really elevates the cheesesteak is that harmony, that alchemy. It is a one, it's so unique. It's not a sandwich filled with meat and cheese and vegetables. That is absolutely, uh, you know, underselling it by an exponent of, of a million. It's an entirely different animal. It, it does win. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled by the performance of San Francisco, though, yeah. because that I, they made it I will game. order this again. <laughs> I will order this. It's really delicious. It is yummy. It really it is hit, good. It hits so many marks. Much like the hot chicken from from the AFC episode. Man, does the bread deliver well? I'm, I'm shocked yeah. at how all of these things it are coming to life well. in my oven. I don't know what the hell's going on with Goldbelly or, or Pat's or Boudin or Hattie B's, but they're all nailing it. Yeah, the per, the per, I want to give credit to the proprietors. It's their yeah. food items. I mean, I'm glad for Goldbelly to be a partner in, in, in all of this. They should be a partner of House of Carbs. We're going to have to work on that. Um, but look, uh, we have what I feel like outstanding replications, right? We're sitting in our own homes having really great versions of these items mm -hmm. in, in a manner that we, we feel like the, the originators probably intended. A version, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to the Philadelphia cheesesteak. It moves on. Yes. I can't the wait Eagles to eat. The Eagles did not, but the cheesesteak did. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats, Billy. Russell. Perhaps the largest disparity between football talent and food talent. Not a shock that the, the, the one seed beat the four seed. Now, yeah. this we have coming up next feels to me, I'm not going to tip my hand one way or the other. It feels like a very fair fight. This is going to be We tight. have tacos from, from Los Angeles uh, up against brats and curds from Green Bay. And I, I am glad that there's beer here because the brats and curds. You need the beer. You have to have beer, and I, I, I will. I'll do. Um, Which are we doing first? The brats. Well, well, I'm, I'm open to to either way. Well, I feel like we've normally started with the lower seed, which in this case so would be the taco. That would be the tacos. Okay. Okay. And we we chose the tacos. Though, look great. <laughs> I'm on the way. I'm on the East Coast. The version of the California taco, the LA taco that I was able to to pull down is from from Sky, and you guys have guisados. Is that right? Look That's how right. Good yeah. These look. Yeah, that's amazing. So the, Gisados the, are yeah, a, a really popular LA taco spot. Uh, they're not super, super old. They've only been around for a little over a decade, but they've kind of blown up. And they, how they prepare their meat is, is they braise it. It's braised meat. So we got, you know, it's the braised beef steak or, or, the, or the chicken, and they handmade their tortillas, corn tortillas. They're, and they're, they're thick. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they, they're, they stand up to, the 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 braise like the you know it ends up being meats proteins that uh, that have the uh, speaking of stew they are like stewed meats that you have to stick inside of a of a vessel and the tortillas have enough uh, uh for they're not you know skinny griddle versions these these are these have some punch to them um I have a version of Sky's gourmet tacos these are uh Mexican splash with Mexican with a splash of soul. And Jonathan, no, no less a, a formidable food voice than the late Jonathan Gold pronounced these perhaps the most soulful taco in Los Angeles that he experienced. Now, these guys have been around since 1992, and I have a carnitas, a beautiful carnitas that I'm going to enjoy right here. And there's also a steak here, and I, I made um, liberal use of the sassy sauce, sassy Ooh. sauce at the Sky Taco. 
I have two different steaks and a chicken. I had a steak and a chicken. This is delicious. I just so inhaled good. a giant oh bite of carnitas. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. They tell you not to take bites mm. this big if you're going to try and talk about food. <laughs> you're uh, not supposed to take a bite that big. I just took my my first bite was of the bistake and salsa roja from mm. Wisados in L.A., and it is just fabulous. Absolutely divine. I'm going, I'm going back for more. Craig, what'd you go for first? I went with the steak. It's got a nice kick to it. I love a taco with a little bit of heat. The, t- the, the tortilla holds up really well, like you said, yeah. House. Yeah. It's that fresh, homemade ground masa they're using. Great great size, too. I hate when tacos are way too big and they yeah, take like perfect. nine bites. You need two, two, three bites max for a taco, in my opinion. These are great in perfect. that respect. I totally agree with you. Absolutely perfect. My version also fits this that description. The quality of the meat, that stew, mm-hmm. the braised meat, the sauce, the veggies, that cool burst of like the slice of avocado, the chewiness of the tortilla. This is, this is absolutely wonderful. It feels like we're doing the right thing. Uh, there was, you know, so, a tiny bit of quibbling about um, choosing tacos from Los Angeles as the representative food item. But we, I think, did um, our best uh, effort, uh, took our, our best shot at describing how complicated choosing food in Los Angeles is. And, you know, there's no question that the lineage of the taco in in Los Angeles has a prominence. You can't you can't quibble with that. So I think if we go back to one of the one of the variables that we were weighing last time, if you have people visiting you, if you're taking friends somewhere, if you're out with family, what's something that you would genuinely be excited to expose them to and share with them? What's something that you would want to pair with the game? What's something that you would want people to huddle and gather around and enjoy collectively, but also something that you would be just absolutely delighted to settle in with for the night on your own? This plate of tacos in front of me checks all of those boxes. Yeah, yeah. This is and, just and a wonderful. <laughs> Craig, I know you share that sentiment. I do. I also think that the floor is so high for an L.A. taco. You can pick anywhere and the taco is a good lunch. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold Slurpee drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small Slurpee drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, Feeling thirsty right now? How about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax. Participating U.S. stores see app for full terms. All rights reserved. Well, I think we've done uh, a fair job of both consuming it and you know celebrating the LA taco. Let's get in this. I feel like tacos. this could be a, a, a close one. Let's get over to the, let's get to Green Bay. That's Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers is hosting a playoff game this week and the good people of Green Bay will be consuming versions of what we're about to have the enormous pleasure of consuming ourselves. The, we, we, we're State Street, where did these brats come from? That's right. State Street brats from Madison, Wisconsin. We got red brats, we have white brats, and we have 
a classic non-fried cheese curd that we that we baked in the oven. So I'm going for a bite of red first. Sausages look great. They do. The brats mm. look great. So the red brats mm. are actually a mixture of okay. pork and beef, and the whites are just pork. Going, re- mm. going red first. Ooh, a phenomenal snap on the red brat. Really, Ooh. yeah. You know right away what class, what kind of class you're in. Mm. Cla- well, um, class of sausage I'm talking about here. So the instructions um, had us cooking the whites for longer. There was a 12 to 15, you know, on the griddle. And the instructions for, for the both red. the reds and the whites said you can grill it, but we really kind of prefer that you don't. Yeah, and for the red, they said you want to slice it butterfly style. Where you sw- slice it down the mm-hmm. middle and you kind of fan it open and you put it open side down on that, on that, that pan. Nice sear, sear that nice caramelization. Delicious. Yeah. That's beautiful. I'm just These eating it like a banana. Really good. I did the same. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did the same thing. Oh boy! So in the course of the conversation about the Cincinnati chili, we were careful about it, but we there was like a slight inference that um, the flavor, what what the the Midwest palate, you know, could tolerate, um, had a role in why that Cincinnati chili trended towards more of a. A sweet notes, you know, not not with the, the hot heat, no no pepper involved. These brats, I'm here to tell you, in terms of a powerful flavor profile, and the red and the whites are very different to me, to me, like in my experience of, of eating each. And I did not, did not, in advance of this podcast, sample anything having to do with these authentic Green Bay brats. And I'm genu- I'm t- somewhat speechless by this how much so flavor. <laughs> it is, they're sitting here. I had my bites maybe two minutes ago. Now, everybody knows it takes me a long time to get my words out anyways. But <laughs> the food, the, 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 the brat impact that is, lingering in the back of my throat is so pleasant and i did both red and white and it's it's powerful it's a there's um a strong there the meatiness obviously is there but the 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 flavor craig what what give me a uh your 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 palate what how is your palate reacting to this they're both perfect but in very different ways the red it's got that snap. It's much stronger. It's like smokier, spicier, sweeter. And the white is a bit more like, it's closer to a breakfast sausage to me. It's salty. It's a bit milder, but not in a bad way. Both fantastic though. I feel like there's like fennel, sage, like that kind of stuff yeah. in like kind of traditional sausage elements in the white. Mm-hmm. I might be completely wrong. I'm just saying this is the way my brain's <laughs> processing it. These are, are the flavors my brain is telling me are in my mouth, which is full right now. <laughs> I, sorry, not sorry. Man, these are yummy. Ooh, these are good. They feel like perfectly paired, but also, like you said, really distinct. Well, speaking of perfectly paired, we're not supposed to eat these I'm without yeah, a forkful. Yeah. Are you already? Uh, are can you I just say, have you guys had a cheese curd from Wisconsin never. before? I have never. never. This feels like a bucket list item. I have in never. A way. I have never. I've never, I've had cheese curds, you know, as part of poutine, you know, versions yeah, here yeah. on the East coast, like, you know, where you travel around and people say, Oh, I have some poutine and it's, but they definitely were not cheese curds from Wisconsin proper. Mm. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so good. Come oh on. Oh my God. This Come is really on. hard. Can we just, can everyone get a buy and go through to the next round and we can just do this all again next week, please? <laughs> do we have to decide? Can we safely say that this game went into overtime? <laughs> it's not over yet, but it's in overtime. <laughs> I can't believe how tangy. So I got super lucky. I I cooked the curds. You know, they want you to do 15 minutes or, or until hot, you can observe them in your oven. And I put them in like a Pyrex dish. And over the course, I had them at like 375, the outside started bubbling. And that's when I knew I could pull them out. And when I went underneath 
and and looked at what was happening underneath, you know, because the bubble on the edge, they had co-joined and created a crispy undercoating. So right now, what I have are soft, tangy curd topped with with crispy, the best version of cheese crisp on the bottom. Now look at it. I have the, She's I have the crispy it. bottom that's, that's, too. <laughs> Love a crispy bottom. You do? Yes, Delicious. you do. <laughs> Who doesn't like a crispy bottom? It's magical. Oh, it's really magical. I want to know from somebody from Green Bay, tell me if this is wrong. What I want to do is take a roll. Yeah. And I want to take a giant white brat. And I want to take some of these crispy bottom curds. And I want to put them all together in a roll and put a thin line of, of mustard. Because really, the brat and the cheese all by itself. Stand up. I'm sorry if this is like tried and true and the people, good people of Green Bay have been doing this for 120 years. I'm sorry for, you know, not coming to the pod with uh, full experiential. This is the way that, that it, it can be done. Here are the 15 variations of how to, to have your best broad experience. I'm just saying it feels like that could be a way of doing this. I hope that doesn't insult anybody, the good people of Green Bay, but it just feels like. Belly wise, a white brat, the 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 tanginess of of the curd in in a roll, so you can get the get it all together. I want I want single bites. I want all of those flavors in one bite at at, at a time. Mallory, w- 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 g- give me something here. I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> just in a state of complete and total contentment. <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest with you. Now, uh, our, you know, producers Mike and Chelsea might feel differently given how far over time we are, but I'm enjoying this immensely. I think that the saltiness, the sweetness, that tanginess, the bite and 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 snap of the skin that like burnt p- perfectly pleasantly charred edge yeah. that you get on the butterfly mm. brat is just absolutely divine. I really do love the, uh, you know, as Craig was outlining that like gentleness, the subtleness of the white brat, but it still has a lot of like nuance and a lot of complexity. The more you eat it, I think I mm. lean red as the one I'd be most inclined to, to mm. go back to and have again. But I think part of the fun of this is mixing the flavors and pairing and switching off bite to bite. The curds are just heavenly. Absolutely heavenly. They're really, it's a revelation. I can't, I can't believe how revelation. concentrated the flavor is it's of the shocking. curd. If you have I, half of right. one of them, it explodes shocking. in your mouth. Yeah. It's amazing. That It's really concentrated flavor. And it has to do with, you know, what the curds consist of, obviously, and a real testament to like, this is, we eat cheese. We're cheese eaters, the three of us, but we don't get cheese like this. This right here is the real deal. Mallory, we got to give it a score. It's time. This is a competition. There have to be winners and losers. You must assign a football score to this LA taco up against these Green Bay delicacies. I don't know what to do here. A football scar. I mean, it's a Freudian slip and an apt one because a scar is what I'm going to have after we have to make the choice here. This is painful. (laughs) Let me throw this out there. I want to share this with you both. I asked Adam who, again, helped to prepare all the food. Thank you, Adam. And, you know, sampled it all as he went. I asked him, what was your single favorite item? What was the thing you had the most of and what was the thing you enjoyed the most? And he said the red sausage, the red brat, was his single favorite item of every single thing we had. So I want to throw that out there. Not that he gets a vote, but I'm just putting it out there. I I, I don't know what to do here. I think that... My heart wants to go with the tacos. I love them so much. They're such a big part of my life already. But I think if we're like really sticking to the original prompts and the rules that you set, I probably have to go brat and and cheese curd here. Ah, this is hard. <laughs> so give it a score. Is I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know where my I'm head taking is a at. time out. I'm like taking a time out, and I'm, right, I'm throwing it to the booth. <laughs> Craig. I, you don't get to go last, Valerie. I'm going to go last. But Craig, let, let's let's go ahead and break it down. You know what we're doing here, buddy. There have to be winners and losers. Give us some scores. So it's fourth and eight. Fourth and goal from the eight. Okay. Rodgers has the ball. But this time, LaFleur doesn't elect to kick the field goal. He goes for it. <laughs> and they get it. And they force OT. And they win by a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's right. It's really hard to argue with that. Do you feel like it's a high-scoring game? Is it a 38-35 kind of kind of deal? I I kind of I see higher. this as like a like a like a 34-31. I think so too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mallory, you're you're not arguing. It feels like Craig just I'm de- really, delivered to you. I'm tempted to go with tacos off. and then make you break the tie. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go ahead. Be my guest. But I think I just oh, I, I badly want to pick the tacos. They're so good, but I have to I think Craig Craig nailed it. I'm with Craig. I'm going brats and curds. It's unanimous. <laughs> yeah. We are oh! going brats and curds. <laughs> I knew House was leaning this that way. Yeah. This was well, really Well, you know hard. why? Is because the whole experience is a revelation. I have not. It is. So you, you said bucket list earlier, Bal. I want to go to Lambeau. I want to stand out there. I want to tailgate. I want to have these brats coming off of grills and the way that the folks prepare them. I want to have cheese curds, you know, that that I didn't prepare in a Pyrex in my in my oven. And just being introduced to it through, you know, the the the, the wonders of modern food science and, and having it show up at my door and preparing the the best way I could do it. And and then what a smack in the in the in the in the face, a smack in the mouth, and a smack in the belly. That <laughs> is what creates winners and losers. Green Bay, congratulations. You're moving on. That's right. We've done it. Okay, so it's the cheese steak from Philadelphia. It's the brats and the cheese curds from Green Bay. Chalk. Next week, my taste buds, we're, 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 we might have to call in some outside help. We might need, you know, some, some folks from the food world, maybe somebody with some experience in one of these two cities, maybe not, but we're, we might need some outside consultants. We've had unbelievable versions of these, these food items. The, delig- the, the, the delectable divisional round is in the books next week. It's conference championship time. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, my taste buds, let's stay hungry out there. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.